When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis with you here for another edition of the program, leading you into your weekend of racing right across New Zealand. And it's been a bit of a uh, bit of an interrupted week with the weather. So it's uh, as I welcome in Butch Castles, the CEO of the Waikato Racing Club. Butch, it's a bit of a truncated weekend this week. Not as much racing that we might have hoped for. Well, it's going to be interesting. The racing out of Tauranga had to be abandoned. They've had enormous amounts of rain there and in the east coast, Gisborne uh, Deluge again. They're cut off uh, from the country to a large extent, but Tauranga, so much rain that they abandoned those races Thursday, and the meetings transferred to the synthetic at Cambridge. Uh, look, it'll be interesting to see how many actually uh, want to run uh, when this comes about. We see it in Australia often when meetings are transferred, a, a huge number of scratchings. There'll be plenty of scratchings. Hopefully, there's enough to run the race meeting on the synthetic. Uh, these are really good staked Saturday races where connections hopefully take the opportunity to run for that money on the synthetic at Cambridge. And so we've lost the uh, the listed Kiwi Fruit Cup as well till next weekend. That's been pushed back. Uh, yeah, the, the, the listed race for the Phillies and Mares still running the Kiwi Fruit Cup uh, at... Uh at, at uh, Cambridge, but the, the listed fillies and mares uh, race will be run at Hawke's Bay next Saturday. Still racing in the south as well, so we'll chat to Matt Cross a little later in the program about that. But our first guest this morning, the current Premiership leading jockey and last season's Jockey of the Year, will kick off the program for us this morning. I speak of Michael McNabb. Morning to you, Michael. Morning, mate. Morning, Butcher. How are we? Yeah, Nabba Butcher here. Look, firstly, uh, welcome back. You've had a bit of a freshen up. You get uh, some sun on your back? Yeah, I sure did, mate. I um, spent nine days over at the Gold Coast. It wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was absolutely outstanding. Perfect. That's a great way uh, to, this time of year, to recharge those batteries because it's a relentless grind often, isn't it, racing uh, in New Zealand? You get uh, to cover a fair bit of the country week in and a week out. So I'm picking your set there and uh, didn't do too much from a racing perspective other than you got the opportunity to uh, ride in Brisbane. That must have been a thrill as well. Yeah, it was great. Um yeah, first off to get to ride in Brisbane and, and get out of the cold weather was, was amazing and I got a good result the first day I rode there. Um, but yeah, to get in the sun, get a bit of sun on my back um, before we go through a couple of really cold, tough months was good. I suppose that those tough months and those cold mornings are tempered by the fact a lot of the good horses are now back in work. A lot of those horses that you had uh, some of your 17 black type wins on, some of that $4.46 million in stake money that you've been able to uh, accumulate, a lot of those horses back in work. So that makes that early morning start in the cold a little bit more bearable. Yeah, it does. And it, it sort of gives you something to look forward to through these times. Um the better horses that you rode last year starting to come back in and then um, as they start to trial and that, then the, the better races are getting closer. So it, it does give you something to look forward to. 
Talking about looking forward to things, you would have uh, no doubt caught up with that announcement uh, that there was an extra all but $20 million uh, going into stake money in New Zealand next year. That uh, When you work out the 5% jockeys uh, percentages, that's an extra million dollars in riding percentages going back to jockeys. So that must have uh, been uh, news that was very welcome in the jockeys' ranks as well. Yeah, it was. Um, it was sort of uncertain where it was going to go, and I thought where it's gone, sort of how much they've gone up to what we have been racing at, I thought it was a really positive sign for New Zealand racing. Yeah, really well spread too, Michael, because you are someone that gets around, you ride uh, those midweek meetings, but you obviously target the group races, but for it to be spread sort of evenly through top, middle and bottom, uh, I would have thought is, is a real positive. Yeah, that, that's what I took out of it too, Butch. I thought the the maidens going from 14 to 17 and to 20 on a sad day, I thought that was a really positive step for, for everyone. Um, and then, of course, the, there's more money at the at the higher end of it as well, which which is also good. But I thought the, the minimum going up, I thought that was really good. Yeah, good on you, Michael. Look, uh, it's a bizarre set of circumstances. Tauranga deluge. They just continue to get rain there. So they've transferred this meeting uh, to the Cambridge Synthetic just uh, down the road for you, so not far to go. Uh, you've only ended up uh, with three rides at this stage. But let's touch on them. Kaimai Queen, you won on her last time. She Look, she deserved to win a race well before then, but she uh, got the, the deserved win. Is she one that you think will handle the Synthetic? Yeah, really unsure with her. Um, as you said, she she got a really well-deserved win the other day and all of her better sort of form is on soft to heavy tracks, but she's got a good way of going about her and, and um, you never know, she, she might skip across that synthetic well. Race 5, freeze frame, one that uh, I'm not sure you've ridden him, but geez, ultra consistent. He's only once been out of the money and that was uh, on a very, very testing track here at uh, Tarapa, uh, Mark going to start this bloke on the theory uh, that you might as well find out whether he cops it or not, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been going really well. He's a lovely horse. I know they've got a good opinion of him. Um, In good form, I think he will um, appreciate the synthetic. I don't think he's an out-and-out wet tracker from I've run him in one trial and a little bit of track work. Um, I think he's one that will probably um, still perform really well on on the synthetic. Yeah, he's the sort of horse that 1,200 metres has been where he's operating at, but look, 1,300 and further, he's by Vadimos and, and bred to stay, so there'll be just no uh, concern with the 1,300 metres. I think he'll eat that up and uh, and, and appreciate that, no worries. No, nah, I think um, the 1,300 won't be a worry at all. Um, he's, been, um, he's been going really well. Mm. And in race six, uh, Darcy's Queen, you won on her two starts ago. Uh, I think this race might fall away a little bit, has already, three scratchings. Not sure how many would go to the post, but um, she's trained there at Cambridge, so uh, she's one that uh, you hope might cop it as well. Yeah, she she's been, she would have been working on it on picking. It, it gets, gets well utilised sort of through when it's the winter months and when it's wet. Um Got a good way of going about her again as well. Uh, I don't think the change to the synthetic should bother her too much. Whereas, sort of on the sort of a softer sort of track, she's had a really good turn of foot. So, I'm um, hoping that she can bring her form to the synthetic as well. 
Mm, for sure. Righto, Michael, look, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, yeah, a bit of a different uh, weekend with uh, Synthetic Racing on a Saturday, but look, it's far better than losing uh, a race meeting in totality, so let's just hope that those numbers hold up and that uh, we can get a race meeting away. Three chances, I would have thought, left three pretty even good chances as well. Thanks for your time, congratulations on a great season, and uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with you at the races shortly. Yes, Butcher. Thanks for having me on, mate. Have a good weekend. Good on you. Cheers. Michael McNabb with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always a pleasure to have him on. We'll take a break, and next up on the program, it'll be Matt Cross. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles, and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis and Butch Castles here with you as we have a look around New Zealand racing this weekend. It has been very cold and rainy. Some meetings have been moved, but Rickenham Park continues on and broadcaster Matt Cross is with us now on Breakfast with the Kiwis to preview the weekend ahead down there. Matt, a pleasure. How's things? Very good, Jordan. Hi to you. Hi to Butch and all of your listeners over there in Australia. A little bit miserable weather-wise here in Christchurch as well. But nonetheless, we're racing on a heavy 10 track tomorrow. Now, our ratings change, so we don't have the heavy 11 rating anymore. But I'm picking it's going to be well in that range. And it's been sort of cold enough and wet enough that it shouldn't find its way into that kind of holding pattern tomorrow. So they'll really be getting into their fetlocks there tomorrow at Rickerton Park, winter racing, so we'll be looking for fit horses and those that have handled the tracks in the past, and it looks a fairly even betting day. Yeah, sure does, Matt. Thought we'd uh, start with the start, go to race one, a nice rating 75, 1400. Gee, there's been some money for the ex-North Islander Barry here, up to 1400 metres or so. Yeah, he's going to be a massive chance for half-brother to the creek. He was advised by the rider last time over 1,200 metres that he was looking for more ground. He gets it tomorrow, barrier one over 1,400. His last run was his first run in 50 days as well, so he's going to be a big chance with a couple of kilos off for Kelsey Hannon. I like the chances of Divine Regulus. If we're looking for a horse who's going to plough through that track there tomorrow, former Hong Kong galloper, he didn't fire a shot over there, but he's been very good. The only failure in the form line was when he didn't back up over 1,400 a couple of starts ago. Nice gait, and he can be used up early. So I think Divine Regulus might be a nice each-way play. Barry of Strong Hope and Wild Rover, he generally hits form at this time of year as well. He's on a Winter Cup path, carries the 59 kilos. His confidence should be up post his last win. I didn't mind Divine Regulus each-way to kick the day away, Butch. Perfect. Race three, uh, Matt, we'll leave your two-year-olds, all the first starters out for you. Race three, I happened to see uh, one win the other day, and uh, that was number three, Mystic Park, Son of Ocean Park, and gee, it was impressive. I don't know about the heavy track, but what I do know is it's a galloper of uh, utmost ability. Yeah, very, very promising horse, and not quite the full package physically yet, I don't think, Mystic Park. He's another one with barrier number one. Now, he won from this gate at Timido on a good track last time out, but I think his class might just get him over the line here. Early on in the day, 1,000 metres, there's going to be no excuses for him if he gets away cleanly. He should get himself in a good passage, so he's clearly the horse to beat. Radiant Rosie, number five, has got no weight. The 1,000 metres will be right up her rally. She does need to hustle a little bit early. She won this race last year, and she's an awfully hard horse to get past. She's a $5 chance with us here at the tab. And Miss Nico Bell, number four, 
Well, it's going to work out one way or the other for her drawing the outside. She'll either get a dream run into it three and four wide and pounce late, or she'll never get into it. But she's certainly worthy of a risk. But I do think they should, in theory, butch posters made in Wimby chasing Mystic Park home. Mm, he was certainly impressive. Race four is a nice race, the Daphne Bannon Memorial. This one over the 1,200 metres for the better performed horses. And, gee, you talked about it being an even betting day. Market here says it's an even race at the top. OK, pal, and uh, Eminon in the market. But there's been money for some down the bottom. Really struggled to work this one out. Yeah, I was with you, Butch. I can steer you a hundred different ways and still get this wrong. No doubt OK, pal, is the best horse in the race by a long way. He's 37 days between uh, races, but he does race really well in that state. He's at eight starts off a 30-day break for three wins at a placing, and he might just have his mojo back after his win on the synthetic last time. A very enigmatic horse. He defies Enigma, this horse. Okay, pal. Huge on ability, but he can miss the, miss the start. And Look, over 1,200 metres on a heavy track, you wouldn't want to be giving them a head start. I'm with him, but he's very risky, and there may just not be enough in that price to be playing around him. Chiquito, number five, she'll be a big improver. I think she's a $10 chance. Had a little bit of trouble getting clear last time. Generally performs well second up. Eminon has a very good strike rate on the heavy track. She's got the 58 kilos. And if you're looking for a bit of an each way, the good shepherd, number 11, should map nicely. And he's a mudlark, so he won't mind a 1,200-metre race with 54 kilos on his back. Theoretically, at the ratings, he should be outclassed. But it's one of those days where you're kind of looking for those horses who will get through the ground, drawn nicely, uh, with a little bit uh, less weight on them in comparison to some others. So the Good Shepherd might be worth including. Right, let's have a look at, at the quaddy here, starting in race five, uh, another even race. I always like them when they stay in the grade after winning uh, in the grade previously. Powerful MOSFETs, uh, that profile on Saturday, and on the strength of that, I gave it a good chance. And he's drawn barriers 16 and 13, respectively, in his last two races, which have been wins over the mile. They were on soft six and good four tracks. Now, the key for him is that he does handle heavy. Coming back to 1,400, it's going to be like a solidly run mile. So he's really well placed this horse. The only real negative is the 60 kilos, but he was too good for them on pace of 58 last time out and should be able to get a nice handy run from barrier number two. Kinlock number two, he is one of the most consistent horses I've seen over the last couple of months. He's a very willing horse, and he comes back and trip from the mile on the synthetic. He'll be there at the finish, don't worry about that. Number four, Rabada, doesn't win out of turn. Did run second and behind a subsequent winner last time in Rockestano, having its second run here in the south, so respect him. And number nine, Midnight Jane, isn't the worst either. Look, she might be looking for 1,400 metres again. It's probably as far as she wants to get, particularly with the heavy track, but she's very consistent. All things point to powerful Moss, Kinlock being right in play, though, in leg one of the quaddy. Leg two of the quaddy, the Greenwood Amberley Cup over the miles. Zielinski back to form last time, and Sea Shepherd keeps on delivering. I see now with the Pittmans, obviously, uh, heading towards the Winter Cup, you would think. Uh, so how do you see this one panning out? This is a very tactical battle. I, firstly, I favoured Athene over Zelensky, even though Zelensky beat Athene home last time at Timaru. The key with that was that Zelensky drew inside of Athene and was able to keep that runner one off the entire way. It only won by a nose, Zelensky. does go up a little bit in weight today, but Athene has got fitness on her side and gets onto a heavy track and draws inside of Zelensky. So Athene, I thought, could lead and give you a sight and is a genuine top two contender. 
Sea Shepherd has got a bit of a questionable record around Rickerton Park. He's a horse that likes to get out in the open and, and really bowl home. If a horse like Athene goes forward and dictates this on steady fractions, then it could be difficult to say that Sea Shepherd is just going to race right over the top of them because Athene can peel some pretty strong splits on the heavy track and we know that it is hard to make up ground. He can win Sea Shepherd, but I, I wouldn't be backing him. I'd be swaying towards Athene as the leader in the race and therefore giving you something to cheer home. Number five, so much more from Kelvin and Amy Tyler's stable. What I've noticed in the heavy tracks, Butch, in recent times at Rickerton Park is that the horses that come up from the south, I don't know whether you'd call it an advantage or not, but they're all trained on heavy going down there. So it's a little bit like if you're an Olympic runner and you're going somewhere hot to go for your gold medal, but you're training in the cold. When you get there, you're not acclimatised to the conditions. Whereas these horses from the likes of Calvin and Amy Tyler's stable at Riverton, they're trained in the mud, they come up here, they race in the mud, and they can be a little bit more adaptable than some other runners. We saw them come to Rickerton Park at our last feature meeting, and he won three or four races along with his daughter, Amy. So I'd be having so much more in the mix. A 10-time winner on a heavy track, and Vicenza, this horse makes Zaninsky a kilogram better after running the best sectionals overall last time out. Heavy track could be a little bit of a question mark, but she's certainly competitive. I thought a theme was the bet, though, Butch. If she were to lead second up, you're going to get something to cheer for. Fantastic. Righto. I didn't mind one here at a big price in race number seven, Matt. Five princes had the three runs back. I see it's 14s into 11s. Was happy to have a little bit each way at the price. Yeah, a little bit held up last time as well, Butch. So you might be on the money with him. This is another race that is right up for grabs. I, I do like Pro Serve. This horse was a five-and-a-half-length winner a month in between runs back in February on a heavy track over 1,400 metres. I was just looking for that sway towards him handling the going, which I found. He's a horse that wants to lay in in his races, but he comes up with barrier number one, so he's going to be on the rail. He's a very explosive horse over the longer trips, and his last two wins have been very progressive. So Barry number one could be a good spot for him, although at that part of the day, the inside going might not be the best place to be. He's certainly going to get his chance to race tractably. Number 10, Pinhead, going with the Kelvin and Amy Tyler Theory once again. Showed good promise on the fourth and behind Sutherland at Wingatui. Has the blinkers going on, coming back in class, and should be peaking fourth up a three-time winner on a heavy track and gets two kilograms off down to 54. So there's a lot to like about Pinhead. 11, Tadamiya Lad. I think a deep, wet track will suit him. He's been twice a winner on the heavy going. One of those at Rickerton Park. Disappointing at Wingatui last time, but he's got all sorts of ability. Tadamiya Lad will be having him in. At number five, the Tui Toilet. He's a horse who can really pick his front feet up out of the ground. I think he's the leader in the race, Butch, from Barry number two. A little bit of a quirky horse. If he doesn't get things his own way, he can spit the dummy. But if he does get in front of the Tui Tawler and it's a, a real slog up the straight, he'll be fighting out the miners, I would have thought. But Pro Serve looks a very promising horse from the Pittman stable. I don't know about being a quaddy anchor, but maybe the leg that you can just trim it down a little. Righto, just quickly in the last minute, we're going to run out of time here, but uh, even betting race anticipate built to a good win last time. Uh, can it go on with it? Yeah, two horse race for mine, Butch, to put it simply. Waihora missed barrier one. She didn't have much luck last time. Gets onto a heavy track and anticipate gave them the go by over 2,200 on similar going. So if you're playing quaddies, I'll be putting the three and the eight in in race eight. Good man, Matt. Thanks for your time. A great analysis of the day. Good calling. Looking forward to uh, it out of Rickerton Park, which will be a real feature with uh, what's happened up north with the transfer of the Tauranga meeting. Appreciate your time. 
Thanks, guys. All the best. Matt Cross with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. That's it for another week. Butch, uh, enjoy the weekend of racing, and we'll chat next week. Good man. Thanks, Jordan.